0: Well, today I'd like to welcome Tom Ross. Tom, thanks for joining us today to talk about how to build a community in this new world we live in. Hey, Greg.
1: Great to jump on again. How are
0: you? I'm good. I'm good. I really appreciate your time today. So if you would, just kind of give us an overview of how you are able to create this community, kind of like a virtual community, where you're able to engage your customers And I I would assume those are now friends or were friends and now are customers in such a proactive way. And what advice would you give others who would like to kind of replicate what you're doing with their own business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this is something I'm really passionate about. And uh, Greg, I can't remember if I've given you much context on this, but growing up, I I kind of chased a lot of the vanity metrics, uh, if you can call them that, of trying to get the biggest following or, or the most traffic. And Essentially, when you do that, often it leaves a bit of a hollow shell where you might have a big audience, but actually uh, the number or the percentage of people that really care about what you're putting out isn't that great, and that can be quite disheartening. And so what I've been doing for the last few years is really trying to hack at building smaller um, but highly engaged communities and ironically those are often the ones that then do lead to scale up and um, and become something bigger than what you could imagine but I, i truly believe that everyone should start with a kind of minimum viable audience they should start super small super focused and super engaged and that's the most rewarding way to start and just to kind of forget about a lot of the big numbers. You know, how many followers can I get? I need to get a million followers or a hundred thousand followers. That's all nonsense. I think to start with, you need to shift your mindset and try and get 10 people to care, not 10 million.
0: Yeah. And I do recall that. So those who didn't hear your previous interview on learn from others, you can go back and check it out. But you did mention how you were able to build up. I want to say it was like, you got like 1 million followers or hits or something that was in anyone else's mind would be a huge success, but you realized it wasn't really engaging in the right way and you redid your model, correct?
1: Yeah, so that that um, was my old blog, my design blog, and that did get a few million visitors. Um, but it just wasn't a viable long-term business because the engagement simply wasn't high enough. I hadn't built enough of a community. And I might have given you the example, Greg, of uh, we now partner with people, with various audiences and I've literally seen audiences of 5,000 people outperform audiences with a million people. It's that crazy how little the numbers matter and how it's all about how deeply they care.
0: Right so it's more about the you know the folks that you are reaching out to are actually going to be active in what you're trying to do versus you know so your percent of success or percent of engagements through the roof on a 5000 base versus
1: a million base exactly and it isn't just that the 5000 base automatically has more engagement it's just that's an example of uh, you know why you should really be shifting that mindset in my, my opinion but Um, Aside from holistically it making sense, the numbers don't lie. When it comes down to actual black and white revenue, stuff like email open rates and click rates, it's really stunning to me. Um, I would much rather have an email list of 5,000 people where 2,000 of those people open the email as opposed to an email list of half a million people where 2,000 people open the email. It's just much more rewarding. Right, right,
0: exactly. Well, now, how do you do that? How do you get that community feel? I mean, I know you do a lot of interesting things as far as engaging your users. Could you just talk on some of those and some of the fun things you're doing there?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm happy to go tactical, and I think um, that kind of runs alongside the high-level thinking about this stuff. And for me, there's a few pillars of how you do this. One is that you should really build community one person at a time. And the second pillar, which I can come back to, is I think you need to provide disproportionate value. And so if we start with building it one person at a time, again, that comes back down to that piece of everyone's trying to think scalable, which is really thinking a thousand steps ahead of where their mind should be. They're all thinking like automated systems and hacks and funnel systems and living in a dream world of how their life's going to be when they hit a million followers and and they're just chasing that aspirational dream when you start unscalable things get really interesting because it's not how do i get a hundred thousand people to care it's how do i get the next person to care and you don't need to worry about it being unscalable so much of what i do is unscalable you figure out ways to scale it they just become bottlenecks bottlenecks are good so don't worry that The tactics that you're using initially aren't going to work when your audience is 10 times bigger. That's a good thing because the game will have changed when you've 10xed your growth. But to actually get that 10x growth, you need to generally start very unscalable. And so I think what that looks like is going person to person to person. You can literally build relationships day in, day out. And there's all kinds of ways to do this. But the best way is to bring authentic, true value. So tons of ways right i have people who follow me and for some of the core ones that support a lot of what i do i have a a weekly call where they jump on with me and i essentially consult on their businesses just because i'm a geek with that stuff and i enjoy doing it (laughs) Um, there's um there's other people like my my inbox tends to be full of people dming me because i put it out there publicly saying that i'm happy to help people and, and give them whatever advice i can I comment on people's stuff, and I support them. Um, in fact, I, I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you a crazy example. Um, recently, I, one of my core cool people, that, he's on my weekly calls, and like nicest guy in the world, right? He does calligraphy and art and that kind of thing. And I'd been saying to him, he, he needed to be connecting with these pages that basically look to feature the work of other artists mm. and other calligraphers. You might have seen that kind of page, right? Yep. So... They can be pretty popular, some of them, and they're actively looking for work to aggregate and then share with their audience and credit that person. So if you are an artist or a letterer or a calligrapher, they are a fantastic marketing hack because you don't need to, like, cold sell them. They're literally saying, we accept submissions, you know, we're we're looking for great work to share. And he was having a bit of a stumbling block with just, um, you know, taking that action I think maybe he had a bit of imposter syndrome so I reached out to a guy I know who ran a medium-sized page that did that and said hey uh, I'd like to introduce you to my buddy like check out his work would you be willing to share it and he was like yeah this is great like happy to share it and then while we were in this group chat that I'd set up I was like oh like given that you're in this space have you got any friends yourself that kind of run similar pages and so he added in a friend who ran a bigger page that shared this kind of art and the guy also was like, Yeah, I'd happy to share your friend's work. It looks great. And this all happened while my friend was asleep. (laughs) And and so he woke up to these two pages, um, being like, Yeah, we'll share your stuff and then they did so and he got a bunch of new exposure. He got like four hundred followers very, very quickly. Um and he's not yet a huge page, so you know that was pretty uh pretty good result for him
0: right right um, that's just uh, kind of chipping away at it but you're getting exactly. bigger chunks as you do it
1: yeah it's, it's chipping away and and there was literally nothing in it for me like there was no reason apart from i like the guy i wanted to help him i like bringing my followers value it, it, you know they they support my content it's just one way i can say thank you right but there was no like direct benefit from that i just truly believe that if you're putting out good karma I really think it comes back even if it's not directly from that person I think if you're consistently putting out good that's how you start to build a, a positive reputation and just get your name out there and I think over time I just believe good stuff comes back from that right and that's so- a great example
0: of you know he's he was loyal to begin with to you and your business and now he's probably like you know you're you're my guy you know you're you're helping him out and it's a a seat of goodwill you know so that's mm-hmm. uh, really great
1: yeah, completely. And like, I've been working with him to get a, a bit of clarity on things, and then and then did that and a couple of other things. Again, just without expectation. Mm-hmm. I was in my office this week, and suddenly a package arrives, and everyone's like, "What is that? It's addressed to you. It's this giant cardboard box." And then I open it up, and inside is a Gibson Les oh which is gosh. my my dream guitar. Um, I've, like, fantasized about owning this guitar for the last 15 years. I've literally, it was on my bucket list to buy for myself as, like, a retirement present in 20 years or whatever. And it shows up, like, the perfect color and everything. Like, my dream guitar. I had to phone them up because there was no note and be like, where the hell this come from? This is nuts. Like, is it a mistake? Do I have to send it back? And it turns out it was the guy that I helped. It was my follower. And he just did it as a thank you for trying to support him for the past few months. Wow. And it, it blew me away. And so that's quite an extreme example. Obviously, I'm not expecting another Gibson Les Paul from anyone anytime soon. And I certainly didn't expect that one. But, well, just,
0: well, you know, I just got to point out the fact that he knew that that was the perfect gift for you shows the connectivity between the two of you.
1: Yeah. And I realized like a few months back on a group call with a bunch of us, I'd kind of just mentioned that. And he'd obviously made a note and just stowed that away for a rainy day that's really cool incredibly cool incredibly kind of him i just I, I was blown away and the reason i give that example is for me that is the absolute opposite that's the antithesis to like a disengaged follower that literally couldn't care less about you like that person that sits on the email list and never looks at an email and just couldn't care less what you're putting out that's the polar opposite to that right Right, and right. this guy, he, he he's awesome. He supports everything I do. He's what you would call a true fan. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that kind of shows the power of true fans because I, I'm not planning to sell anything um, connected to my personal brand for quite some time. But I know if I put out a course or a product, like he would buy it in a second tomorrow. Right. Right. And it's, it's not just about sales either. Obviously, true fans are the ones that, you know, you get to know, you befriend, they support you. It's just a really rewarding relationship from all sides. And, and so that for me is like the most fun thing about building communities online. And so, as I say, the way you get there, I never would have got there if I was just thinking about scalable tactics and trying to drop them into like a funnel automation right that that relationship never would have happened and and nor would the dozens of other similar relationships i have with some of my followers but the way you get there is just treating them as individuals not as data points not as just a, a faceless subscriber not as just another number but as people, you get to know them, you build relationships just like you do in the real world, and you think, "How can I help this person? What value can I bring them? Is it advice? Is it connecting them with others like I did in that example? Is it just supporting them and championing what they 're doing and, and inspiring and motivating them in that way there 's a thousand different ways to bring value it 's going to vary by industry, but a lot of it comes down to the same basic human principles, and so I don't want to like disappoint anyone listening there's no secret source technique right where i can just give it to you and it's no effort and you can just drop it on your business and and run with it but it is just that overall look of like you know one person at a time bringing value And then doing that as much as you can, as long as you can. And over time, the results start to compound from that.
0: I know your personal example is the phone call you have with some of your top clients. On that phone call, is it basically what are your needs? What do you need from me kind of conversation? Is there some other aspects you could share?
1: Yeah, like we literally do Q&A. And we've recently started doing homework. It's like a mastermind, apart from I'm just giving advice and not taking it.
0: That's a great, great thing. So then they know that, hey, you're listening, you're providing, you're a great asset to them. They know that you want their feedback, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, and I'll give you another example. So um, he hasn't done it yet, which is annoying me. Um, But (laughs) I was advising my personal trainer to do um, a very similar approach. And so he told me he had uh, something like 28 clients, I think it was so it's a healthy number he tends to work a lot of like 12 14 hour days back to back sessions that kind of thing so good for him but like anyone else he gets um he gets a churn rate you know people people do drop out they cancel they go elsewhere like it happens in any business and so i said well to combat that you know that 95% of those people are on instagram so you should add them all on Instagram and then you know, you're know you kind of staying front of mind with them there, you should bring them value outside of the one-to-one sessions you give them so you should comment on their stuff motivate them, encourage them, inspire them answer their questions in DM if they have any questions and then I was like you should totally do a weekly call why not, you could jump on you could all crack a beer, like my call was Friday after work, like whenever Sue's after work or whatever you could all just jump on, crack a beer and then you could do fitness Q&A see what they're struggling with. They feel like part of a bigger community because before they didn't know each other, but now they're all, you know, they got the commonality of being his clients that so they can jump on and maybe make friends within that group. And before you know it, you're starting to build a community and all it takes is caring and actually wanting to put in the work.
0: Right, right. Now, what was the second pillar you mentioned?
1: Um, so, while well, the first pillar was going on scalable. So yes. doing it, okay. the second pillar was providing value. Um, I've kind of t- touched on both of them there, but there's there's a lot of kind of little hacks and, and techniques which I am experimenting with this stuff. So a favourite one of mine is I, I need to really kind of coin coin a name for this. I did <laughs> I came up with one and, and promptly forgot it. Um, but basically the technique is you are almost getting permission to either sell to them or connect with them in some way. So let me explain. Most of us have an Instagram, and you're looking for opportunities for your audience to kind of give tacit um, permission for you to reach out without them having to take much effort. And a great way to do this is in your stories to look at Instagram polls. So you can run a poll on your Instagram, and let's say uh, another one of my followers is a, a tennis coach professional, right? So he could put a poll on his story and say, hey, like, who's interested in tips about tennis technique, yes or no, in the poll. And then let's say he gets, like, I don't know, 67 people vote yes and 18 people vote no. He can then DM all of those people and with the people who voted no be like hey thanks for being part of my poll I saw you weren't interested like I'd love to know why is it that you're interested in something else or you're not so into tennis in general like I'd love to know how I can help you and bring you value and then with the 67 people who said yes message would be like hey thanks so much for being part of this poll I'm so pumped that you're interested in tennis techniques I'd love to dig a bit deeper like is there part of your game you're really struggling with like what can I help with I'd, I'd love to try and put out some video content not just for my audience but something that's specifically going to help you and so then out of those 67 maybe 32 come back and say oh well it's my my uh swing through you can tell i'm not an expert tennis player (laughs) what is it the (laughs) follow follow through um and um yeah they're like maybe it's my follow through or it's like my racket grip and all this kind of stuff so this does one one of two things it gives you content ideas that you wouldn't have had otherwise so you're not shooting in the dark you're not guessing what content to make that people are going to care about they're actually telling you and then you can go put out the content not only do a video on how to grip the racket properly but when you put that out you can personally address and say hey uh you know greg asked me about how to grip a racket so this video is for you greg i hope it helps um any other of you out in, in, in my community though and then you tag greg up in the description for that post he's guaranteed to see that and you can even dm him and be like hey greg by the way i went and made that video for you that you were asking for
0: that's really awesome yeah because if you think about a large organization or someone who's just looking at the scale aspect of it they might look at that at 67 or whatever it was you said said yes i want that video you know they might just look at okay well we got a majority let's go with it whereas this next yep. level is let's dm them personally both you know who do want who don't want and find out what do they really want if they didn't want that what do they want so that's Definitely taking it to the next level.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's um, you know it's a bit unscalable, but the whole purpose is it opens up the door for relationships because you better believe you have a much better chance of eventually selling um, to hypothetical Greg in this example, mm-hmm. um, or, or connecting or building a relationship because you're going in. You know, it's like you've listened, you've provided value and content based around their pain point, and then you continue the conversation, you continue to chat, and that's a really powerful thing. And if you compare that to Something similar, which is like someone could do a story and say swipe up to participate in a survey where they have to go through a 10 step survey to tell you what kind of content they want. You're going to get a very low ratio of people that are willing to do that. But someone can in one second just click yes on a poll. And then they would have forgotten about it. But the follow-up is the key bit there. And that's the powerful bit because they've given you that permission. They're not going to be like, who is this jerk? You're not like cold emailing them or something.
0: Are there other social media tools that you would recommend based on your experience, like ones you've had better results on that versus others?
1: Yeah, so I do think Instagram is very, very powerful because it's open in the way that a lot of uh, Facebook, for example, is not. Uh, and even LinkedIn to an extent. I think there's nuances of each. I think Twitter can, of course, be very powerful for this kind of thing because again it's that public outreach but for me i just i really think instagram's kind of the social network of the moment i think it it will eventually have its day um in the same way as as other platforms but there's just so much power there because you have the interactivity with your community you have the benefit of dms and being able to outreach you have the critical mass where virtually everyone's on it so I highly recommend utilizing that, to be honest.
0: And as you utilize that, how do you manage your followers and those that follow you? I guess my question is, is like, you know, I'll see some people that follow 4,000 people and they have 4,000 followers or others are very targeted in who they follow versus who they have followed them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you kind
1: of asking like how to get that ratio?
0: In your mind, what is the right ratio? Is there
1: one? I don't think so. I think as soon as you start talking about that stuff, it gets into dangerous ground because mm-hmm. then it becomes less about the people and more about you and how you look. Right now uh, more fo- people follow me by a, a fair margin than people I follow, but let's say I followed twice as many people. Would that mean I was doing something worse? Like probably not. Yeah, like I say when you go down that road anything where it's like you should have a, a follower ratio of 8 to 1 and that's the the secret sauce. It's like, "Well, said who?" Right. Like, there, there's, there's a billion different ways to do it. I wouldn't be focusing on things like ratios. I'd be focusing on literally just trying to build community, provide great content, get to know your followers. Like, that's the stuff, really, where I think all the focus should go.
0: Yeah, because i just thinking about the calligraphy example. You know, that, maybe that's not the best example, but, you know, I'm a car guy. If I, if I followed the thousand car you know feeds out there it might be overwhelming i guess is where i'm coming from
1: <laughs> yeah i mean why why would you be following a thousand car feeds though would it be to get a chance of a follow back or that kind of because you probably wouldn't be following it to consume their content because if it was a right. thousand, thousand feeds that's much. more content than you need so i think it is possible to build uh relationships with your community without necessarily necessarily following all of them if right. that's kind of what, like, I have a lot of stuff that's inbound. Like, I've got a an inbox full of DMs right now, and I don't follow all of those people, but that's fine because I can chat in the DM with them, and I don't need to follow every post they put out unless I choose to in the future. Right,
0: right, okay. No, that's great advice. And what else do you do? Because I know last time we spoke, you were making some type of fun Christmas video, and I don't know the in <laughs> oh, yeah. product of that or <laughs> stuff like that. It just seems like the more I don't know fun goofy entertaining stuff you could do that engages your base you know it just builds that relationship up even more even if it's not meant to sell anything it's just more of a hey here's who we are kind of thing is that something that you do as well
1: yeah so um <laughs> this this was uh, in retrospect probably a horrible idea but um most of them <laughs> most of them are but i would genuinely i would challenge everyone listening to try and do something unscalable and personal Because I think that's where all the good stuff in terms of branding lies. And so what we did for the Christmas video, I said, well, the worst thing we could do would be do nothing. The next worst thing we could do would be like some generic video being like, Merry Christmas all and check it out. And that would be a nice touch, but people probably wouldn't care that much. So instead, I did a personalized video for the 400 people that we work with and that took about two hours to film and I was like losing my voice by the end of it because you can only say (laughs) Merry Christmas so many times to so many different names right and then it took a day or two for our video guide to edit it all together and cut it up and export it and then our team to send them out and it was quite a lot of work but in the scheme of things it's not that much work you know let's call it a day's worth of work and the response was incredible because people realized that this was not just some like merry christmas insert name you know i'd actually gone and spent the time to do that and so we were getting messages being like what company does that like what ceo takes the time out of his day to do that that's incredibly personal and it was just an unbelievable wave of responses from people and they were really appreciative and they just just taking the time and again there's a ways to do that you know if you've got loyal customers they should be like gold dust to you so you can always go more personal you can always go less scalable there is a difference between um we get christmas hampers from companies where it's like a generic it's like a usb stick with their logo on it mm-hmm. which they clearly just some company on their behalf has sent out to their five thousand clients and right that tends to go in the bin or something um <laughs> But with us, it's like we built that relationship. So instead of a generic gift, we've literally gone on eBay and got the equivalent of their gifts in their Portal, where it's like something they're really passionate about. It's really specific and personal to them. So when that shows up, it's going in their front room. They think of us every time they look at it. They splash it all over their social media. It means the world to them. And so, yes, it's less scalable. But yes, it's also much more impactful. Push more towards branding than sales. Don't be constantly pitching your audience because you're going to burn them out and they're not going to feel appreciated because no one likes to be sold to all the time. So some cool stuff that you can do is organize a gift or, you know, some digital freebies or, or free content or anything like that, or even just a nice video. And you can send it out to your audience, your newsletter, whatever it might be, and just say thank you. Just say, hey, like just a message here with no agenda I just wanted to say thank you so much for following me thank you so much for being a customer really appreciate you if there's anything we can do let me know you'd be amazed at how far that goes because no one does it when do you ever get email marketing from anyone that isn't trying to you know sell something so just to get that simple message out the blue just saying you know what thank you and and I appreciate you It's such a golden one. Right. It's that personal touch. Yeah. 5,000%.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today,
1: Tom. Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it, Greg.
0: Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.